Show on News Talk STL. Though she looked a little worried and weak, she tried to pretend he wasn't drinking. Hello, hello, happy Saturday. Welcome into the Paul Cartman Show on News Talk STL. Paul is out on assignment this weekend, and I am getting the lucky, lucky task of filling in for him today. I'm Susie Moore. I'm the deputy managing editor at Red State and a regular guest and contributor here at Newstalk STL. And I am so excited to be with you all today, especially now that I'm actually finally here. <laughs> what I had forgotten was that this is a very special day and a very special weekend with it being the 4th of July weekend and us celebrating the big holiday, big parade downtown, which means all the streets are blocked off, which means it made it a little tricky for me to get here to the studio. So I am really, really fortunate that Leah... Producer Leah is here in the studio with me, keeping us on track and uh, saving my bacon while I get here to you all so I can bring you this fun and exciting show. Um, We have a great show today. We've got lots to talk about news-wise. There's lots to talk about holiday celebration-wise. And on top of that, coming up around 1220, we are going to be joined by our good friend, the one and the only Vic Porcelli. Vic is kind enough to have me as a regular guest on his show Friday mornings, and I thought it might be a little fun to flip the script. Now, I get to do the questioning and the cross-examination and just see how that goes. So I'm really looking forward to talking to Vic. I know he's going to be calling in and chatting with us in a bit, so I'm really, really looking forward to that. And then later on in the show, even though, though Paul is not here, we are still going to do your all's favorite game, I know, the B, not the B. I'm really looking forward to that. I have got some good headlines picked out, Leah, so I hope you are on your toes and okay. ready to go. Yeah. You good? Yeah. Okay, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm definitely going to throw you for a loop, I bet. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, really appreciate everybody tuning in. It's a holiday weekend. Everybody's got a lot going on. So we appreciate you being here and taking a little time out of your day. Listen in to News Talk STL. Looks like, uh, well, today, uh, right now, we've got a little bit of rain. Uh, but I think that's supposed to clear out. And then tomorrow is supposed to be mostly sunny. And then Saturday, or Monday is supposed to be very sunny. It's going to be a little on the hot side even. Uh, but... I will take the heat over the cold any day. I don't know you about you, Leah, but I am a I'm a summer person. Yeah, I am too. I think I think in my ideal world, um, you know, we'd have maybe like a month of fall and two or three weeks of winter and about a month of spring and <laughs> yeah. then summer. So I say bring on the heat. Yeah. I think I'm like Chris Arps like that. I think Chris likes the heat as well. So. I like eighties though. Like I don't want the 100 plus. Yeah, you know, I mean, if I'm in charge of it all and I have this, my say, I'd go with the 80s yeah. as well. But uh, I will I will take the hot days over the cold days. Anyway, speaking of Monday and hot days and that sort of thing, uh, we're doing something fun. The station is going to be taking part in a parade out in O'Fallon, Missouri. Um, I don't have the name of it in front of me, but I'll, we'll talk about it more later on the show. Uh, maybe when Vic is on. I think it's on. the Freedom and Heritage. Freedom and Heritage Fest. Yeah. Um, and that's out in O'Fallon, Missouri. That is Monday, I think starting at 930 going to start on Main Street out there in O'Fallon, Missouri, and then kind of wind its way up north and over Tom Genevieve Drive and then uh, end up at um, T.R. Hughes, I think. Anyway, if you are going to be out and about Saturday looking for something fun to do in the morning, want to kind of get your patriotism on, please be sure to come out and join us. We will be there in the parade, and we would love to see you all. We really appreciate the uh, the things uh, things we get to do to celebrate our nation's birthday. 
Um, you know, one of the things that I thought might be kind of fun to do since it's 4th of July weekend is to uh, talk a little bit about some 4th of July trivia. Okay. I don't know if uh, if you're up on your Independence Day trivia. Probably not. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and of course, I had it all pulled up on my computer, but since we had the little... Uh, traffic issue going on getting in here i'm good it's going to take me a minute to pull it up um but uh i found this great article that has some great um trivia bits about our nation's uh celebration and i'm going to see what you think about that there it is all right so do you know leah where the first celebration of independence day was held um, I do not. It was in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, okay. which makes sense. I guess yeah. that's where they uh, ratified the Constitution, signed the Declaration of Independence, all that good stuff. Uh, have you ever been to Philadelphia? I don't. I don't think so. I know. I think I've driven through Pennsylvania, but I don't know about Philadelphia. Pennsylvania is a long state. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very long state. Philadelphia is a neat city. It's there, kind of close to uh, to the coast, kind of close to New Jersey, and it's where the Liberty Bell is and everything. And it's kind of a neat little historic city. We were there. Oh boy, it's been eight years ago, eight summers ago. My nephew got married out in Long Island, and we actually drove and drove back. And one of the stops along the way was Philadelphia, so it was neat to to visit Independence Hall and mm-hmm. the, the Liberty Bell. And then I was there again in the summer of 2017 for fun, just to visit with some friends and got to see some of that stuff too. But it's a great place to go. It's a great if you're looking for like a great family vacation, historic, you know, that sort of thing. It's really neat, um, and they've got some great tours there. So I highly recommend that. Let's see. Um, that one's kind of boring. We don't want to bore people. Um, oh, this is an easy one. The 4th of July commemorates what document? The Declaration of Independence. You got it. Ding, ding, ding. Leah's a winner. Yeah. Definitely got that one. Uh, let's see. What shape is, should the American flag be folded into? Is it a triangle? Yes. There you go. You're a true patriot. <laughs> you are a true patriot. Uh, which American president was born? born on the 4th of July. I did oh, not know gosh. this. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of them, I think, that passed away on the 4th of July, but the one who was born on the 4th of July is Calvin Coolidge. He is uh, obviously an early 20th century president, and I have a book. I was given a book on Coolidge like two or three years ago, maybe longer than that, and I, it's sitting there in my bookshelf, and I keep looking at it, and I want to read it, but I never have time to read. Yeah. I mean, I read all day long, like, like the website and all that sort of thing. So then when it's time to wind down at night, if I start trying to read a book, I'm like, oh, okay, ready to go to sleep now. Yeah. So uh, one of these days, though, I am going to read that book. Um, let's see. Which president of the United States was the first to host a Fourth of July celebration at the White House? Uh, I don't know. Is it a newer? No, it goes oh, okay. back quite a ways. Oh, yeah, then I have no idea. Thomas Jefferson. Okay. One of my favorites. I took a class on Thomas Jefferson, Thomas Jefferson alone, just in, one, in college. And it why? Was, <laughs> because I've always been fascinated by him. Okay. I don't know why, but I mean, I just, I love his story. I love like learning about him. And it was actually a really interesting class. You know, you might think, oh, it's going to be kind of dry, but it was very interesting. Very much inspired my desire to try and go to law school at the University of Virginia, which is, you know, kind of tied in with him, but I did not get accepted there. But that's okay. I'm not better. It's all right. <laughs> I, got, I went to Northwestern. It was a good school, too good school too um so let's see here do, do you know how many stars and stripes the u.s flag has 
Well, it's 50 stars, right? You are correct. I, <laughs> 50 and holding. <laughs> Some would like it to be more than that. Yeah. We're kind of not sure about that. Um, Stripes. I don't know. I want to say... It be tricky. Huh? It can be kind of tricky. Yeah. Is it 13? Yeah. yeah. Really? So okay. it signifies the original 13 yeah, colonies. that's what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah. But like in my head, it looks like there's more, but... It does. It does seem like that, but when you actually count it, it's 13. Um, what was the total number of people who actually signed the Declaration of Independence? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's just a random number. 56. Oh, yeah. Um, every July 4th, what food is most commonly consumed? Hmm. Is it like burgers and brats? Close. Hot dogs. Okay. Hot dog is the the go-to. I didn't see this year. Last year, the Biden administration made a big deal out of the fact that our 4th of July holiday meals were going to cost 16 cents less. Yeah, 16 cents was what the calculation was. Um, and that was, I mean, they like made a point of touting, touting that. Yeah. I don't think that that's the calculation this year. In fact, I don't know if they've actually made that announcement because I don't think it would be favorable to no. them. Something tells me not. And if there were any sort of food savings, which I highly doubt given inflation, uh, that would be more than wiped out by the up uh, the higher plus prices we are paying at the pump. Yeah. Um, let's see. Do you know what the official name of the national anthem of the United States of America is? Uh, I don't. The Star Spangled oh, okay. Banner. Okay, I was going to say that. I, I know, know. Everyone says National Anthem and they forget it's actually the Star Spangled Banner. I didn't know if it was a trick question. Yeah, well, like some of these are. Um, who gave the Statue of Liberty to the United States? To France. It was. I think I read that It somewhere. was indeed, yes. That was a very nice gift. I've never been to the actual statue. I've you know, floated by it on a, on a ferry. Got to see it kind of up close, but I haven't actually done the tour of the statue. Um... I probably look really smart to my dad right now. <laughs> well, good. Well, I bet you look smart to your dad all the time. I'm sure he's proud of you no matter what you do, but... History is not my thing. <laughs> hey, well, so now you're getting a history lesson yeah. today on top of everything else. Just in, just in time for the holiday. Um, there's an official name for the statute. statute. Listen to me, the lawyer, right? <laughs> the Statue of Liberty. The official name of it, and I'm just going to tell you this because I had never even heard this before. Liberty Enlightening the World. Which is kind of cool. Oh, so that's yeah. why they call her Lady Liberty, you know? Yeah. Um, let's see. Back to hot dogs. Do you know how many hot dogs are consumed every 4th of July? 150 million. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a lot of hot dogs. Yeah. Just don't ask how they're made. <laughs> um, <laughs> this one most people know. Who had the largest signature on the Declaration of Independence? Uh, George Washington? No, John Hancock. That's why oh. people say put your John Hancock yeah. here because he has this very, it's kind of an iconic signature there. So that uh, that that is notable. Uh, here we go. Which two presidents of the United States died on the 4th of July in the same year? Oh, gosh. I have no idea. John Adams and Thomas Jefferson. Okay. How are we doing on time here? Uh, we got to go. We got to go. Okay. So we are going to wrap up this segment. It went by really fast, didn't it? Yeah. So we're going to hear a little bit of information and then when we come back we're going to be joined by our good friend Vic Porcelli. Thanks for tuning in folks. You're listening to 94.1 FM 101.9 News Talk STL. This is the Paul Kurtman Show on News Talk STL.
Welcome back to the Paul Kerman Show on News Talk STL. I am Susie Moore, once again getting the honor of filling in for Paul today. And as promised, we are joined right now by a very special guest, the one, the only, Vic Porcelli. Hello, Mr. Porcelli. It's an honor to speak with you. Well, it's an honor to be on the big Smoothie Q show. <laughs> well, I figured since you are so kind and you have me on your show every Friday as a guest and you get to ask me all kinds of questions, it might be kind of fun to flip the script and and now I get to uh, cross-examine you, as it were. Oh, and I know the rules about cross-examination that I learned from you. So Yes, yes, so. <laughs> I'll, actually, I don't think I'm going to be asking too many leading questions, but I am uh, am excited to talk to you. You know, Vic, when I mean, I, I can't believe that we're coming up on the one year anniversary of the, the station. Can you? Me neither. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It feels like it went by in a flash. It did. It went by so fast. And when I first heard that you were going to be joining the station, I was so I was like, wow, I would never have thought about that because I only know Vic as a music <laughs> guy. And I you thought, why would they put an idiot on the radio? I did not think anything of the sort. <laughs> I did not. But I still I was trying to think back to the first time that you and I were on the air together. I mean, it was pretty early on. And I think we were talking about baseball. I'm not even sure. But it was just so funny because we didn't know each other at all. Right. And so it was like I was trying to get to know you. You were trying to get to know me. And now I feel like you're like my second big brother. It was all about your your story about having a catch. That's right. That's what it was. That's what it was. Feel yeah. the dreams and all that sort of thing, which you know, I still right. get. That's right. I still get choked up about those sorts of things. Boy, me too. And especially when, I don't know if you know about this guy who, he lost his son at a young age, kid had cancer or something, oh. and they always had a catch, and now he's on a quest to go out and have a catch with people in every state in the union. And oh, it, it's just, wow. a, it's a very touching and poignant story. What a neat story. What a neat thing to do. That You know that that gets so many people right, right in the feels. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, having a catch, you know, throwing the ball and catching it, it is really not as important as the conversation that happens while having the catch. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That is some quality yeah. time, and it's a it's a great way to spend spend an afternoon or an evening with people that you care about. So that is a really cool thing. You know, Vic, when um, when you first came to St. Louis, and for many years you were on the radio as uh, as a music guy. Um, and one of the, the, the highlights of that was your Porcelli's Deli, which I am so glad that you have brought on to and, and made a part of your current show. Well, it's a little bit different format, of course, because we're not playing music. But, you know, they want me to tell stories. So, yep. you know what? I got stories up the wazoo. I was going to so say, you got some Thursday. stories, don't you? Yeah. And it's crazy how... You know, last week's, I don't know if you heard last week's. I did. Oh, no, that's right. You, you stopped listening to me working. last week. I was right? going to ask you to tell what? again. <laughs> the hell with your job. This I is know. my radio show. It, it's a, it's too long to tell you right now in full, but I'll give you the uh, the abridged version. Awesome. Is there's a guy named Dave Edmonds, who is a British guitar mm-hmm. player, sure. who, along with Nick Lowe, had a band called Rockpile. Okay. And uh, I had tickets to see them in 1980 when their album Seconds of Pleasure was out and Dave Edmonds got sick and they canceled the show and then the band broke up so I never got to see Rockpile so then I went on this quest to go see him wherever he was and we were sitting there uh, at the Ritz in New York waiting to see them with his new band and there was a guitar player named Mickey G 
who uh, is Welch as well. And he was a very respected guitar player. And before the show, he's standing behind the table where we're sitting at. So I walked up to him and I said, hey, Mickey, can we buy you a drink? And he's like, oh, yeah, thanks, mate. You know, we sat and we talked and we left. And he goes, you guys are great. Uh, here, you want to come to our next show? It's it's at this place called Big Man's West down in, in Red Bank, New Jersey. And I said, hell, yeah. So he put me and my three friends on the guest list, right? Awesome. And Big Man's West, Big Man, Clarence Clements owned the bar. Oh, right? no way. Yeah, and we're standing online to wait to get in, and Clarence walked right by us. He walked right by us. You can't miss Clarence. He was oh, a gigantic he's a big, man. Big guy. So when you're at the Jersey Shore and you're at a rock show, one of the uh, Easter eggs, one of the things you want to happen is for Bruce Springsteen to join the person who's playing on stage. Mm -hmm. And I went to so many shows at the Stone Pony. I saw Stevie Ray Vaughan and Greg Allman and The Fix and you name it, and never nothing. And so this particular show, Bruce Springsteen does decide to jump on stage with Dave Edmond. Oh, perfect. And it, it's such a thrill, Susie, I got to tell you, because there was maybe five, six hundred people in the bar and we're watching him doing Chuck Berry and Little Richard songs. And, you know, after the show, we got to go talk to Mickey G and stuff. And he goes, let, let me have your uh, let me have your, your name, your uh, your address and your phone number. I was like, OK. And don't you know, he called my house. Oh, wow. he called my house. And my mother was like, hey, this guy named Mickey G called. I said, what? <laughs> so I called him back, talked to him for a while. And that year he sent me a Christmas card, for God's sake. Well, that is so neat. What a great way to connect and, with your fans. Yeah. And the sad part of the story was he died uh, in the 20, uh, 20, uh, 2009. So I, was, I was sad to see that. Yeah. that yeah, and the story's a little bit more elaborate than we told them here because we got 15 minutes to tell it. Well, but yeah. Anyway. That that's, a, that. that's a pretty big highlight. That's pretty cool. What for you in this past year has been the biggest surprise changing from the music format to the talk format? What has what has been the most surprising thing to you? <laughs> <laughs> He's laughing. Uh, well, it's funny because when you said that, when you first said that, uh, I was in my car. When I work at a radio station, Susie, that station is the only mm -hmm. station I listen to, with the exception of listening to the idiots on NPR on the weekends to right, report you my listen mind. To that vocal you. Fry, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, I was listening to the radio, and Jeff Allen was on with Tim and Chris, and he's talking about, yeah, you know, we got some surprises, and the biggest surprise is hearing Vic Porcelli do conservative talk radio, you know? And it's not a surprise to me because I've always been a conservative. Right. But, you know, Susie, when you do music radio, you know, here's our Clapton, and you play three or four songs in a row, you got time to eat a yogurt, mm -hmm. you got time to eat some wings, you know? Right. And now it's like I got two or three minutes to eat things when when, when the uh, when the commercials are on. So I, I think the surprise is that I was able to, I hope, uh, sustain a show without sounding too uh, inexperienced. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> Sitting here subbing in for Paul Kirkman. <laughs> I know now, exactly what you're saying. I'm not watching on the video, Susie. I can't see you do. I hit the post dance, but I'll, I'll go oh, back. Oh, yeah. I'm going to try. I'm going to shoot for it again today. Uh -huh. But, uh, right. no, I definitely get that. Who, who, you've gotten to interview some pretty cool people so far. Who would you say has been your favorite interview so far? Oh, wow. Um, oh, boy. Uh, I tell you, Paul Manafort is great oh, yeah. to talk to. 
And uh, Peter Navarro mm-hmm. was awesome. That guy, well, he doesn't hold back. He will call. Yeah. He'll call people out. And you want to know the truth? Talking to you and talking to Nick Schroer, those those are what those are the moments I look forward to all week. Yeah, it's kind of like a fun, you know, you get, get get to catch up, see what's been happening that week. It's it's like old home week all the time. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And you know, interviewing is something that I've always loved to do. Uh, when I was in music radio, you know, interviewing. Sure. Uh, I'll tell you a quick story. This is just for your audience. I've never told the story before awesome. on the air. An exclusive but, right here on yeah. Newstalk STL. It's it. An exclusive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was at a station in New Jersey. It was 1989. My son was just born, and Billy Joel's daughter Alexa had been born a couple of months prior, maybe maybe a little more than that. But we were both basically new dads for the first time, right? So I'm waiting to talk to Billy Joel, and my program director comes in, big, tall, goofy guy, and he says, uh, "Don't don't ask him about the baby. Don't say anything about the baby." I was like, that was going to be my first question. Nope. The record, the record guy said, don't talk about the baby. I was like, whatever. So I get on the air and I introduce Billy Joel. I say, hey, Billy, it's great to talk to you. How are you? He says, great. I just became a new dad. My wife had a baby. <laughs> I guess he opened so the door there. Exactly right, you know. So I we, we talked about having a baby for a couple of minutes, being new dads and all that stuff for a while. And we talked about the album and all that. And then we said, okay, Billy, thanks for being with us. So I walk into the program director's room and I'm saying, why did you say that? Go, oh, the record company guy said. I said, of course, because he just wants to sell albums. He doesn't right. care if it's a good interview, you know. So... It was, it was kind of cool to talk to Billy Joel about being being a dad for the first time. I mean, that, that's not an experience everybody gets to have. It's know? true. That's true. And you know what? Your your instinct on that was right, because I guarantee you, most most new parents' experiences, that's, I'm not going to say that's all they can talk about, <laughs> but that is front and center, and that's definitely something they love to talk about. People love to brag on their kids, right? And when when you're a dad, you know, because we're the idiots, you know what I mean? The, the, the mom knows how to do everything, uh, you know? I don't know about that <laughs> well you know i mean without my wife you know what what would i have done raising kids like when i had daughters mm-hmm. i first learned the concept of uh front to back you know oh, what I'm yeah. about? those are important things to know and you don't think about that when you haven't had to deal with that yourself right right you know and i was like okay i didn't know because yeah you can't get the you know the poop and the deal and yeah, like, we don't right. want that. yeah definitely don't want that <laughs> yeah. news talk stl informative and entertaining and too much information. Yeah, too much information sometimes. <laughs> so, all right. Now, do you have your set site? Is there somebody that you would, well, I know who you would love to interview. I bet I know the answer you know. to that. <laughs> 45. Yeah. 45. And you, you wouldn't mind if he's 47 as well, would you? For, that's my favorite hashtag. Hashtag 45 and 47. Yeah. You know, I'm sure that would be a fascinating interview. And, and uh, you know, I know a lot of people. I have a lot of good connections, but I don't think I have enough connections to make that happen. But if I ever can, you've got my word. Oh, I, I will. Susie, I've talked to Mark Meadows. Right. Peter Navarro. Paul Manafort and each of those guys I said hey next time you talk to Donald Trump can you tell him we want to talk to him can you put in a word for us you know right right so we'll see you never and know the one thing I want to the one thing I want to ask him about is you know because I like to I like to kind of talk about other things just kind of break the ice get somebody to laugh you know if I could get Donald Trump to laugh man that would be I could die in oh peace. yeah but I want to ask him about you know I'm a poker player right and I love to play All poker right right and, 
every every year there was the United States Poker Championship that was held at the Trump Taj Mahal in New Jersey. Right. And bef- before the tournament started in the ballroom where they would where they would play the, the tournament was a gigantic screen and Donald Trump's face would always come up there and say, Welcome to the Taj Mahal, shuffle up and deal. You know, <laughs> and shuffle up and deal is like the play ball of poker. You right. know, when he says play ball, the tournament director always says shuffle up and deal. And it was just so cool to hear him say that. And of course, way before he was, you know, even in politics, he was just the, you know, the real estate mogul Donald right. Trump that everybody loved, you know? Absolutely. And then he became a Republican and everybody hated him. Right. But yeah, Funny I would love to talk to Trump. Funny how that happened, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's happened to me, Susie. I mean, you know, I've, I've, I've read some of the, you know, posts and tweets and letters and stuff oh, from yeah. people. Oh, I can't believe you sold out. You know, you, you know, you just alienated half of your audience. And I said, well, if I was working at a liberal station, I still would have alienated half of that's, my audience. That's exactly you know? right. And even sometimes when you don't say anything, you alienate people because there are people that want you to take a side and want you to speak up and say what your thoughts are and things. So it's, you know, you that's just got to be you. And that was the that was the, the the balance, the touchy balance when I was in music radio. I mean, I guess I was a conservative, but I never said a political word ever because half the audience is left and half the audience is right, you know. Absolutely. And you could say something so innocuous, you know. And like one time I was talking about, you know, when remember when Barack Obama released his birth certificate? Yes. I said on the air, I said, all right, well, now, you know, we can leave him alone because he provided his birth certificate. And now we know, you know, that our president at least was born in the United States. Well, don't you know, the phones at the switchboard went crazy. <laughs> all for people saying, oh, he's saying that Barack Obama wasn't born here. And I said, that's not what I said. But anyway, I, I don't say I never said anything political. Never. Wow. And, now, and that isn't even really know, a political statement, but people are so invested in it these days. That's my point. People hear what they want to hear, and God forbid you say anything about, you know, somebody they like, and they hear it the wrong way, and so I just said, no, I'm not going to talk about anything. No, I don't blame you. I don't blame you for that. So we've got a big uh, holiday weekend here, and I know the the parade's coming up. We were talking about that earlier. Are you going to be there at the parade on Monday? I am going to be there at the parade on Monday. The only thing is, it's my day off, and I got to get up earlier than when I get up to do the show. Oh, that's terrible! That is just oh, poor you, (laughs) poor you. (laughs) So, do the uh, Um, do the Porcellis have any other uh, Fourth of July traditions? Do you guys like to? Well, Jessica has to work. Oh. You know, she's a nurse. Right. So she'll be working. So, you know, I'll just, you know, I don't know, keep myself busy doing something. But no, we, we don't. I mean, the Manchester fireworks we could walk to. Oh, yeah. And that's always fun to just walk that's down to Southwest show. Middle uh, Middle School and see that. And if we really get a little saucy, we go to Twin Oaks, which is only another mile away. But the Twin Oaks fireworks is play. It's amazing yeah. for a small town. Yep, yeah. You know, having lived in that area of for a number of years, I can attest, those are both great shows and, and a lot of fun to watch. What about uh, Fourth of July or uh, Independence Day themed movies? You got any favorites of those? Oh, uh, well, I got to really, uh, the, the, the movie I'm going to say, it still has nothing to do with the Fourth of July, but there's an old movie from the 1930s called Pride of the Yankees, Oh yeah. which is a movie about Lou Gehrig, you know? Okay, sure. And when he made his speech, today I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth, was on July 4th. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. 
Yeah. I've never yeah. seen that I'm, movie. I'm sorry. I'm disappointed. Independence Day, I guess, is fun. I don't sure. know. I the Patriot. No, the Patriot's a good one, right? I haven't watched that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, 1776, have you ever watched that? The movie of that? I, I've seen the play. I have, too. That's great. Yeah. It's very entertaining. And, uh... I, that's a big that's a big move that's a big play that community theater uh, folks like to do so I've seen that a couple of times well there's definitely plenty to celebrate Vic we are uh, running running out of time here so I wanted to, to uh, thank you that it happens it happens when you're having fun thank you so much for joining us today on the Paul Kurtman show and letting me interview you I really appreciate that and I look forward to seeing well, you Monday at the parade me too. Thank you for, for having me. I'll see you both at the parade on Monday. And we'll see how much Smoothie Q loves Vic on Friday and see if she shows up. <laughs> Time will tell. Time will tell. Thanks for, uh, <laughs> thanks for tuning in, folks. Stick around. We'll be back right after this with more fun, more information, and the bee or not the bee. living off the land. Dirty hands and a clean soul. It breaks his heart seeing porn Listening to the Paul Kurdman Show on News Talk STL. It's the guts and it's the glory. Welcome back to the Paul Kurdman Show. You are listening to News Talk STL. I'm Susie Moore. I am filling in for Paul today because he is out on assignment. We sure appreciate you being with here today. Man, the show is flying by. Um, I guess that means we're having fun. I've been having fun. Really appreciate Vic Porcelli yeah. joining us. Uh, the last segment, that was a lot of fun talking to him and getting to interview him. And as I've promised, we have coming up very shortly the ever popular The Bee or Not The Bee. But before we do that, you know, the new the, the station's motto is news analysis opinion. And we haven't even really talked about the news other than it being Fourth of July weekend. So I was kind of looking around and seeing what the big news stories are today. And I will tell you, some of you may be relieved to hear this it's so far kind of a slow news weekend. I think people are settling in, trying to kind of relax, enjoy the weekend and maybe not be dialed in and online all the time, which is kind of nice. But one of the stories that caught my eye this morning was now there's this big push to um, to hint that Donald Trump may be planning to go ahead and announce that he's planning to run for president in 2024 like uh, sooner rather than later not, not wait till after the midterms but do that sooner and uh, one of my colleagues at Red State wrote up an article about that this morning it's titled New Hope and Cope Drops After Dr- uh, Trump Announcement is Teased uh, Banchi's the one who wrote that and one of the things that he pointed out was that that seems to be this sort of like whisper campaign going on around the the, the social media and stuff and seems to be theoretically aimed at trying to get people all worked up over Donald Trump kind of as they're coming out of this January 6th committee stuff and uh, get people worked up and aggravated and agitated so that they'll be you know motivated to come out and vote in the midterms but as Banshee rightly points out Donald Trump's kind of already baked in the cake. I mean, no one is no one who pays any attention to politics these days is unaware of the fact that he's out there. He still has stuff to say, and he may very well throw his hat in the ring in 2024. And, um, you know, he's obviously endorsing candidates for the 2024. 20- 
2022 midterms and he's playing a role. He's holding rallies, that sort of thing. So, you know, the idea that him announcing or not announcing is going to throw a throw a, a wrench into the works of things. I think that might be some wishful thinking on the part of the Democrats as they're looking at a um, I'm not going to say red wave, Vic Porcelli, if you're listening, uh, but as they're looking at probably losing control of one, if not both houses come November. But uh, they, they keep hoping and boy, oh boy, you know, um, I think it's it's fair to say that a lot of that uh, fascination with Donald Trump has not gone away. Um, since we are getting close to the end of the show, I don't want to shortchange us on our fun game of the B or, or not the B. So uh, I'm going to just start out with a headline here, Leah. I want you to tell me, do you think this is from the B or not the B? Giant concrete eating snails trigger Florida quarantine. <laughs> um, that's so random. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Um, I don't know. I'm gonna say not to be just because it's so odd. You you are right. That is not. That is a real story. Yeah. Apparently, there are giant concrete eating snails. I'm not sure. I haven't figured out why that necessitates a quarantine. Yeah. Um, and you know, I know we always hear stories about Florida man, but now it's like Florida snail. Uh, but yeah, that I, I'm gonna have to look into that a little bit more and find out if that's really something that we should be concerning ourselves with or not. But it's a little ominous sounding for sure. Yeah. Okay, I've got another one here. Star witness Amber Heard to testify in next January 6th committee hearing. <laughs> uh, the B. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Your instinct on that was right. Uh, there was a lot of comparisons made, I think, earlier this week between the testimony, the the sort of bombshell testimony that was presented by Cassidy Hutchinson about allegedly President Trump lunging for the steering wheel mm-hmm. of the uh, presidential vehicle and trying to, to re-steer things back to the Capitol, that sort of thing. She gave some, some very exciting testimony, but it seems like very quickly there were some holes poked in that. So yeah. there were some, some parallels drawn between her testimony and... Amber Heard and I think Jesse Smollett maybe a couple other people maybe a Christine Blasey Ford um, stands on the shoulders of giants she does okay <laughs> here's here's a good one 19th century bank adds pronouns to teller name tags invites unwoke customers to close their accounts that definitely sounds like not the B. It's not the B. It's true, folks. There is yeah. a, a bank that has decided, and I should have the bank name in front of me, and I don't, uh, that has decided that they want their their uh, employees to have their pronouns on their tags, and if customers don't like it, well, they can take their money someplace else. So I guess they've drawn their line in the sand. That's an interesting way to do business, I suppose. Yeah. It would be interesting to come back in about six months and see how many people uh, took them at their word and took their business elsewhere. There was a story earlier this week about that. Tony um, and Katie were talking about it. Halsey at one of her concerts mm-hmm. had a very, um, you know, she expressed her views very strongly about abortion and basically said if people didn't like it, they could leave. And then people and laughed. They and, did. <laughs> and then she's apparently kind of mad that they left. And it's like, well, wait a second. You know, first of all, they didn't come there to, to you're entitled to your opinion, but they, they came there to watch you or listen to you play your mm-hmm. music. And if you're going to share your views and you're going to tell people if they don't like it, they can leave. Don't be shocked when they leave. Yeah. That's kind of the way it works. That's a two-way street there. And yeah, I mean, I'm not one of those who thinks who, who jumps on the shut up and sing bandwagon. I mean, I think everyone's entitled to their mm-hmm. opinion and to express it. Although I would say, you know, maybe time and place should be 
Maybe you should be mindful of that. I mean, I'm spoiled because I have this platform. I can get on the radio and talk about what I view, or I can write a story in Red State and talk about that. And not everybody has that. But um, I think if you're going to express your views, you have to recognize that some people aren't going to like it. And there's going to be a little pushback. All right. Here's another one. Um, let's see. SCOTUS restroom signs changed to gender neutral in preparation for KBJ arrival. Um, I'll say that's real. That is the B. Oh. Uh, I think that is probably riffing on the fact that when she was testifying before Congress, before the Senate, and during her hearings, her nomination hearings, she was asked if she could define what a woman was, and mm. she said she was not a biologist, and she could yeah. not. That kind of caused a little bit of an uproar. Um, kind of spawned. That's when I wrote the uh, I Feel Like a Woman mm-hmm. <laughs> column, because I think most of us who um, who are adults have a, the ability to comfortably identify and define what a woman is, and her reluctance to do so caused a little bit of a stir but yes we now officially have a new supreme court justice very exciting uh katanji brown jackson will be uh she's been officially sworn in and she will be sitting with the court come their new term in october so it'll be interesting to see uh what sorts of opinions that she has all right we've got another another uh headline here all right i'm going to i'm going to edit part of it uh because there is a bad word in it, and of course I would not want to say that on the air. Yeah. This headline is, Pima County Democratic Party deletes tweet promoting bleep the fourth event. So this is a county Democratic Party, and they tweeted out their sentiments about the 4th of July that were not very nice. I feel like that's real, unfortunately. Unfortunately, it is real. This is actually an article that ran at Red State yesterday. One of our contributors, Cameron Arcan, wrote it up. He's from Arizona, or goes to school out there. And yes, the Pima County Democrats tweeted a tweet that had a bad word. I mean, I I bleeped it for you. Um, I'm sure Jeff Allen appreciates that as well. Um, But uh, that that was their, their stance. Now, Interestingly enough, as soon as, I mean, right as our story was publishing, the party issued a sort of, oh, well, uh, we issued a tweet earlier that maybe wasn't in our best, you know, wasn't the best way of saying things. And, you know, we, we certainly are excited to celebrate the 4th, but we also celebrate people being able to say whatever they want and free speech and that sort of thing, which I agree with. But again, when you say things like that, they're going to have consequences. And mm-hmm. so... I don't know if that's really the look you want as a political party that you're coming up on Independence Day and you're basically saying, stick, st- you know, turning your nose up at it and saying not nice things about it. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if that's the way to go. Um, this one's interesting. Friends creator surrenders one percent of her reported wealth to atone for the show's whiteness. That's real. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> it is real. It yeah. is real. That's another story. We wrote it up at Red State, and it was carried elsewhere, too. Um, but yeah, the, apparently the, the creator of the show was feeling some retroactive guilt for the fact that the ca- this show did not have uh, a lot of diversity in its cast, and so she's she's donating much. just her prerogative to do, um, but um, kind of interesting. Yeah. And, and I'm not sure if that's going to change much but that's okay <laughs> I've got one last one here that I really love and uh, I want to get it out here because I know we're getting okay. getting towards the end of the show January 6th committee says Cassidy Hutchison told them that she heard Mark Meadows say that a secret service agent's friend's cousin's husband once heard that one of Trump's other aides said she <laughs> thinks she heard him say he wanted to do an insurrection 
I'm going to say the B. That I, is I the couldn't B. keep up with that, but... <laughs> <laughs> that is the B. And as an editor, that is the, that is way too long of a headline. But yeah. it's, a, it's a little riff on, I think, from Ferris Bueller's Day mm-hmm. Off. Um, and that was kind of the, the tone of a lot of that testimony. It was like, well, so-and-so told me what she said mm-hmm. about that and that sort of thing. So I thought that was kind of fun and wanted to make, be sure to include that. Well, we have uh, we have reached the end of the show, folks. I want to thank you again for tuning in on this holiday weekend and uh, sharing a little bit of your Saturday with us um, and remind you that there is a big birthday party coming up on July 19th to celebrate the station's one-year anniversary. Uh, the station's going to be marching in the parade on Monday, the 4th of July parade out in O'Fallon, Missouri, so please be sure to join us for that. In the meantime, enjoy a safe, fun, healthy, happy holiday weekend. Thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Paul Kurtman Show on News Talk STL 101.9 94.1 FM. Welcome home. Mr. Red, white, and blue